like your new thing you're gonna try to yeah. sing every intro that we do yes well welcome to final cut karaoke i i guess <laughs> but uh this week's episode we're going to be talking about knives out great cast we're gonna talk about wounds great cast but fucking we'll talk about how much of a failure it was <sighs> we're gonna tell you why angelina jolie turned into a fucking bird we just got out of the movie. Oh, we're talking about that? Yeah. I, we'll, I didn't know. We'll talk about Maleficent. We don't know why she turned into a bird anyway. We really don't. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to just wrap up. I saw a couple movies at the Chicago Film Fest this past weekend. And I'll talk about those. And then you watched the screener for The Prince. Yes. Not really a horror film, but... It was a violent prison film, which you s- counts, you said. I mean, if we do The Raid, which was a violent prison movie. <laughs> so, uh, are we going to have Donut on this episode? If we talk about Maleficent, she demands to be on the episode. Okay. So, if we're going to talk so about do you wanna, it, So, do you want to finish with Maleficent? Okay. And we can just go into it and spoil it. Okay. But we're not going to spoil Knives Out, because we still got a whole other month till. There's so much... Like, it's October, and you know it's like the big horror month. Do you feel like the like theatrical run for movies has just been kind of like a dud for October? Mm-hmm. Like we've basically just had Zombieland, and that's Which, it. Yeah, and that was really just like for nostalgic purposes. Also, it was, it, wasn't that great of a film? I mean, it was fine, but I enjoyed it. But it was yeah, nothing like mind blowing. I knew, I knew, <laughs> I knew. <laughs> and then we I need some chocolate. Isn't there any chocolate upstairs? Uh, no. Oh, well, looks like you gotta wait. But then there was that countdown movie that we didn't see with the the, the, the death I thought app. you said you were going to see it tomorrow. I was going to see it on Friday before I went to Deerskin, but I ended up just watching the Bulls game. Mm-hmm. It's fall season, so that means basketball season starts, and <laughs> I, I gamble my life away like... Um, What's his face on uncut, Adam Sandler on uncut, uncut Gems? Okay, except for no. What do you mean no? <laughs> you don't gamble your money away. I mean, it is my money, but but not a lot. But I have just I have been on eBay <laughs> selling some shirts. People have been buying shirts, and thank you he for. He was anybody. doing some shady gambling, illegal gambling. Yes. So you're saying mine's legal? Yeah, in the state. <laughs> in this state, but once we go to Illinois or Michigan, nope, not legal. Okay, let's not talk about it because I'm gonna spoil Uncut Gems. Oh, Uncut Gems not out till December. Don't exactly, spoil it for the. Exactly. So stop talking about. Don't spoil it for the people. I have a large mouth. Bass. We know. <laughs> a large mouth bass. <laughs> All right, so let's start with some news. Yuri Shelton has joined the cast of 
the Happy Death Day director's body swapping film. Remember we talked a little bit about this with Vince Vaughn? And Catherine Newton. Who's that? What do you mean, who's that? I don't know who that is. Vince Vaughn? No, Catherine. I know who Vince Vaughn is. <laughs> oh, I do remember because we talked a long time about Vince Vaughn once. Remember? Because I was like, oh, yeah, he comes to Notre Dame games. He's probably a big douchebag. Did, did Notre Dame play at all this week? I don't know why we're talking about it. They just played yesterday in the pouring rain and Michigan slaughtered them. Fuck Michigan. Fuck the Wolverines. Is that who they are? So he joins the cast, but there hasn't been much of a plot like description to it except for you know the body swapping uh young school girl swaps freaky into friday. A, yeah the freaky friday part where she swaps into a serial killer and they have 24 hours oh. to switch it i mean that's probably i believe blumhouse is gonna take over for that but alan ruck katie finneran and celeste o'connell o- o'connor have also joined the cast and then reuben Fle- flesher who did Zombieland 2, says he wanted to give Zoe, Do- Zoe Deutsch her own movie for her character from Zombieland 2. The stupid girl? Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just... She did, though, play her character really well and kind of, like, stole all the scenes that she was in, even though she was fucking obnoxious. But she was <laughs> supposed to be, so... Yeah, he says uh, in an interview that he would have loved to do a Madison standalone movie. So, I don't think it's ever going to come, but if it did, I don't think I would care to see it. But we probably would, anyway. If it's AMC Stubbs, yeah, I would see it. Shudder has acquired the seaside nightmare called The Beach House for release in 2020. Uh, It just played at the, I believe, the Brooklyn Film Festival. What is that? The Beach House? Yeah. It's a film. That, <laughs> that. Besides the seaside, <laughs> she shows. The beach house is no ordinary vacation horror. Jeffrey and Cass have cra- crafted a mysterious, <laughs> layered, and increasingly eerie gem with shades of paranoid thriller and uh, eco terror. Oh, we've seen a lot of eco terror lately. I feel like. Maybe. Like what? Sea Fever and... Um, sea Fever is great, and I hope that gets picked up soon. I think it will come out in some way. I was just telling somebody about it recently. Great film. And, oh, I feel like there was something else. <gasps> Do you know we see other sea movies? Sea movies? <clears throat> well, there's that underwater movie, but that's not out yet. No, I felt like we saw another like movie after sea fever at that fest that was also sea related the lighthouse <laughs> maybe <laughs> but this is supposed to be like a throwback to the 50s sci-fi oh that's cool and there's a parasitic invasion so it, it, i can see where like the sea fever part kind of comes in because yeah. there was the parasites and i mean they got good reviews out of brooklyn so i i, I would pencil that in it's gonna be on shutter next year who uses a pencil i do to stab people like john wick in the ear you probably don't remember that in the ear (laughs) suki waterhouse is gonna be in a new movie and guess who's directing it who simon barrett oh yeah hmm that's very interesting Mm -hmm. what is it it's set in an all-girl boarding school haunted by a vengeful spirit I didn't know she was in um, the Hulu Into the Dark New Year, New Year, New You. 
I mean, obviously she was in Assassination Nations and The Bad Batch, but this looks like a spooky, ghosty type of all-girl boarding school movie. <laughs> <laughs> to sum it up, basically. There is no release date for it yet, but I'm. this is, this is actually going to be, I believe, um, Simon Bear's directorial debut. Because he just did... He was just like producer and an actor, and he collaborated with Adam Wingard for like the guests and stuff. Yeah, and the new Blair Witch. Your next Blair Witch. So it's been three years since he's done anything. So he was directing this. Well, remember the first year of Cinepocalypse, and he was like the host. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just like, "Yeah, I'm here to drink beer and introduce all the movies." Yeah. I thought it wasn't just the first year. I thought it was. No, he was just the first year, and I uh-huh. don't think that they ever just had a host because they were probably like, "We don't need to spend money on him. We can just uh, <laughs> introduce them ourselves and bring in the actual film, like the directors and cast and crew and whatnot." But the title of this movie is called Seance, so look for that soon. Seance. Yep. I look forward to it. Suki Waterhouse is pretty cool. She's obviously your favorite in the. No, she's Assassination not. She's not my favorite. Then she's my least favorite. Really? I mean, I absolutely love oh, her. Oh, no right? way. That's like... right. She plays the annoying cheerleader. No. Hell no. I thought... Ew, no. That's what's her fucking name from the babysitter in the Disney Channel. Oh. What the hell is her name? I don't remember her name. But Suki Waterhouse is part of the Su- four, right? Yes. Yeah, Suki Waterhouse is like the plain blonde one. She doesn't talk as much as the other ones. Oh, okay. Um, You were thinking of the main girl. Who plays Lily? Who was in that that movie that we saw, The Beast or whatever? The Wait, Beast. The Beast. The ki- that one about the serial killer that was like the giant. That was a yeah, Des- the giant. The giant. That was Odessa Young. Yeah, that's who I thought you were going to talk about. That's no. o- that's obviously my favorite. And Harry Neff. I'll get you a name here. In a Suki second. Waterhouse though is cool, but I also like the okay. The cheerleader is Bella Thorne. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> why? Why? Why the fuck? I don't know. Did you get them confused. <laughs> my bad. James Wan has a new horror film coming. Oh. I think we kind of discussed it. It's going to be titled... Yeah, I, I talked about it, like, super briefly. They just... It's just said that he has a new film coming out. It's called Malignant, and it's going to be out in summer of 2020. About what? Who knows with this guy. August 14th, 2020, to be exact. Plot details at this time are still under wraps. Plot details. Jumps, many jump scares and bad makeup bad makeup <laughs> what jump scares i believe bad makeup mm, i don't know what was james Wan? didn't james Wan do Aqu- aquaman no james no he was just a producer oh but his last film was the nun <laughs> what <laughs> you're just naming all the shitty movies we've basically seen this year that's what he does, all those movies. But he's just a producer. It's kind of like, you know, how Guillermo del Toro gets his name tacked on for, like, producers, and he probably really has no hand in it, except it's just like, hey, people are going to come see so this movie. So what were ones that he actually directed? The Conjuring, Insidious? Or were those I remember producing? The Conjuring. No, The Conjuring was was his movie. James Wan. Where are and you? And The Conjuring was good. Just the, the first Conjuring, not yes. The other ones. The second one was, oh, God. They're coming so, out with The Conjuring 3. I know, it's supposed to be out, like, next September. Uh, he did, as a director, um, like he did the, f- <laughs> no, he did Saw. Well, why did he produce all these shitty movies? Lights Out, Insidious, The money. Curse of... It's all about money. Seven. 
<laughs> he was the director of Fast and Furious 7. <sighs> the only reason why those movies are any good is because they had The Rock and Jason Statham in it. But he did Saw, that's Dead true, Silence. Actually, the first what? one is good. And well, that's the I first love Tyrese one. also. And what about he, the one with Ludacris? Remember Tyrese has that new stupid black and blue movie? Yeah, that movie upsets me. <laughs> he did Insidious the Conjuring, Insidious Chapter 2. Oh, he did direct The Conjuring 2. And then Aquaman. So he's returning to horror with Malignant. supposed to be very Italian giallo style hmm. but I still have no faith in it so the rumors are resurfacing about trick-or-treat too mm -hmm. is it actually happening or not uh, from the sound of it I thought you said he said well if they really want it then I'll give it to him I'm like but we've been telling him we've wanted it since the first one came out so is he being serious uh, I don't know, but in a quick quote here, it says, Man, it's that time of the year. I feel like that's become the new Halloween tradition. Ask Mike about Trick or Treat too. Listen, I'm intrigued by the idea, and it's completely up to Legendary, who, oh, owns, okay, so it's not who owns the rights. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see a Trick or Treat too. Remember the, the Halloween uh, Horror House from Horror Nights? That's what we saw last year Yeah. on our... Yeah. Thingy. Our, our engagement thingy. The moment that pretty much like if Legendary says, Hey, you want to do Trick or Treat too? It's done. Like that he's jumping into it from the sound of it. But that I think, you know, because it's like based on the comic books and whatnot, that it's going to be up to the upper echelon people to figure that one out. Neil Blumkamp? Blumkamp? Blumpkin? God. <laughs> Neil Blumpkin. Neil Blumkamp has got a new movie coming. Who is that? You've never seen District 9? I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know names. How do you like, know director's names? names, unless, you know. Because I just don't know who you're talking about ever. Well, I think it's kind of like when I told you when I saw Deerskin. And then you, like, look up people to see what else they've been in. And you're like, oh... You're in that, they've been in that movie? Kind of like when you thought Helen Hunt was in The Glass House, but it really wasn't. <laughs> I get them confused. But uh, his new movie is titled Inferno, and it stars Taylor Kitsch. Of course, you shrug your shoulders at me like you know who that is. I don't know who any of these people are. Uh, Kitsch is going to play a cop who is called to investigate a seemingly ordinary murder in the New Mexico desert. The arrival of the FBI confirms his suspicions that something bigger, perhaps extraterrestrial, is at play. So what if it was just the, the aliens from District 9? District yeah. <laughs> I mean, this dude's been on so many projects and then, like, dropped them. Like, he was supposed to do a new RoboCop and didn't do it. And then he's been attached to, like, a bunch of other stuff. And then he also does, like, a bunch of shorts. So... If this one actually goes through, I'm slightly interested. What do you mean if it actually goes through? Because he's dropped so many other projects. Oh. Like, you know, the RoboCop one. I was like, uh, well, we really didn't need this, but I, I, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. I think that's pretty much all I got about for news. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there for anybody that's looking for 
scary movies to see. You just gotta look in the right places. I mean, The Lighthouse came out this week. Jojo Rabbit, even though Neither it's not. Neither of those are scary. Well, if you're looking for them horror genre bending. If you're looking for good movies, those are great. <laughs> good movies. I mean, Parasite, Stone Theaters, Lighthouse, Jojo Rabbit, um, Little Monsters is on Hulu. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Satanic Panic came out on Blu-ray, and I sent you the picture of it just saying Panic. At Walmart. Thanks, Walmart, for censorship. Fuck you, Walmart. It doesn't even make any sense, first of all. Well, what, what, what did you text me about? I was just texting you because, like, the phrase satanic panic, you know, was used a lot back in, like, the 80s when, like, people were, like, terrified of Satanism and stuff. So, like, if a movie was called satanic panic, you would think it would be about, you know, people's fear of Satanism. So why would they have to censor that? And also, the cover is a giant pentagram, which is obviously has to do with, like, you know, Baphomet, Satanism, which craft and they didn't fucking censor that out so i just don't it's just stupid now but, it's incorrect but when you uh because you know it's just the slip cover but when you look inside it says satanic panic so yeah, it's like you, what's... people like you who like are obsessed with slip covers it would be inaccurate oh i would just get i, w- I wasn't gonna buy it from walmart I know, but I, just, I just thought it was so stupid that you would censor satanic yeah it makes no sense but you still sell the unplanned blu-ray <laughs> what else is out i, I know there's like that's scary yeah, I, I saw the listings on Shutter for what's coming. Like what? they're putting Trick or Treat on there. They're putting uh, the audition or audition. Sorry, you don't put the on there. It's just called audition. I the only thing scary that I've watched recently is that show Marianne on Netflix. Did you finish that yet? Yeah, I finished it a while ago. How it finished it? not as strongly as it started, but it's I'm excited. For, it, there's clearly going to be a next season. Mm-hmm. What would you, like, kind of, like, compare it to? Because I've seen some people watch, like, that Eli movie. I haven't gotten around to it yet. No, I mean, I, well, I was, people are comparing it to, like, people who liked The Haunting of Hill House with, like, Marianne. It's really scary, though. Like, it's legit pretty scary. Um, I thought I, didn't I already talk about it? She's, like, a famous woman. Yeah, you, you yeah. talked about it, like, a, I think a few episodes ago. Like, so she, like, thinks she has sex with this, um... Her friend who like they're also like old flings but he's married so it's like fucked up but you think they have sex or whatever and then he's like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about so it was like I don't know what it was that she had sex with because then she's pregnant <laughs> the, 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 the season ends with her taking a pregnancy test and sh- it's positive so I don't know she's pregnant with like a demon or something so you're thinking there will be another season because oh, yeah. I think it would you say it was pretty successful yeah it was really good and scary and it was French and French, yes. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> so Shudder's got some original and exclusive titles coming. Shudder is like the best streaming site. It's cheaper than all the other streaming sites and it has new content all the time. For five bucks a month. Yeah. Hey Shudder, you should sponsor us. And so should Burger King. Burger King. Because they have the Ghost Whopper. But is can you do it on a is it Ghost Impossible Whopper? I would assume you can because I think they would just stick jalapenos on it. You mean ghost peppers? Is it a sauce? I don't know. I didn't really look into it that much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright, something else that's going to be on Shutter. Um, I've been looking for this movie for a while, and it's been on my watch list. It's called A Bluebird in My Heart. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. It's a crime thriller movie. Um, an ex-con attempts to live in a quiet life and derailed when the daughter of a woman sheltering him 
is the victim of vicious attack. He's on like house arrest though. Yes, he's in a small hotel. Yes, that takes in like ex-prisoners and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then so what? Then he's like. Basically, he's just trying to mind... Well, it sounds like he's trying to mind his own business. But then he's forced to think about his shit because of all that going on. Yeah. And then... Necrotronic is coming on the 21st. Yes. Uh, we saw this back at Toronto Film Fest in the Midnight Madness program last year. It's a little bit Ghostbusters. A little bit Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It is fun. I mean, it didn't get great reviews, but those people probably don't have fun. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. And then, like I told you, they were having a uh, trick-or-treat. Session 9 is going to be on there. Tales from the Crypt, yeah, Demon Knight, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. But who doesn't have the Nightmare on El- Elm Street box set? Uh, Audition, Deep Murder, Bride of Reanimator, Cat Nine Tales, Season of the Witch, <laughs> The Baby. Looks like they got some good stuff coming, so... I always pay my Shutter account, and it lives up to its hype, especially with Creepshow, which we forgot to watch this week. Well, but it'll be there for us. But I think next week, other than just Terminator, we should do the... How many episodes have we done already? Nine. One, two, three? No, of Creepshow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think we just did one, two, three. Did we do three? Yeah. I thought Because three two. had the man in the suitcase. Oh, I thought that was two. Two had... Oh, we watched two episodes back-to-back. That's yeah. Right. So we'll do four... I get, I get mixed up because there's like two little episodes within each episode. But I think next week's the last episode. We'll do four, five, and six. But I think Shudder, just for Creepshow alone, and some original content is worth the price of admission. And all like the good movies that you watch. <laughs> all the good Sorry, movies you watch. Like, the old movies that you like continue to watch every year are on yeah. there, too. I mean, Netflix had that fractured movie I started and fell asleep during. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I didn't buy the Midsummer Blu-ray yet. It came off of Target Circle. It's not Target Cartwheel anymore. Mm. Um, but now we get more money back, apparently. Really? When you use it, you like get points or something, I guess. Uh-huh. I think. I don't know. Um, the new uh, Joe Bigos movie will be out on November 12th on Blu-ray. Bliss? That's how you say his last name? Yep. I, I found that out at uh, Fantastic Fest. I thought it was like Bagos. It's Bigos. Okay. They said Bigos. Was he there? Yeah. Because oh, okay. he was there for VFW. Which. Well, he was there at Cinepocalypse for Bliss. Yeah, but that wasn't that like. And the, he was up there talking that about. That was the Midnight movie? How he's always on drugs and stuff. It was a good <laughs> movie. I liked Bliss a lot. Um, VFW. You didn't like Bliss? I, it was okay. I like VFW too. It was like it's kind of like the same concept, like the whole neon blood soaked. Not all the same concept, just the same look. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. There's just a lot of blood and shoot 'em up. That sounds like something I would like better than the one. VFW. Yeah. Yeah. Had a had a pretty good all star cast of veterans. Don't give me that look. Maybe I'll get to watch it one day. Uh. I think that's about it for news and anything release-wise. Uh, 
box There's office? something on my face. You're always looking at my face up here. Oh, excuse me for looking at my fiance's face. No, you're always like looking on my forehead like I have food up there or something. Well, I think last episode you did have food on your <laughs> face and I had to tell you mid-episode that uh, you had a little something-something on your face. So box office news, Joker made number one again with another 19 million roughly. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil made just over 18.5. Adam's Family, so yeah, Adam's Family made uh, 11.7 million. Zombieland Double Tap made 11.6, and the Countdown movie made 9 million. Lighthouse made 3 million. But I think it's already out of theaters, like mm. by me. I don't know. I'd probably never even got into theaters by me. <laughs> well, if it's, I mean, I would check, like, if it's playing like Elkhart, but I mean, You've seen it already, but I'm just saying for other people. Parasite made 1.8 million, still only in 33 theaters. The Lighthouse expanded to 586 theaters, but it's still still producing what it's doing. <laughs> that that made no sense. <laughs> producing it, what it's, it's doing. It's still chugging along. Uh, Jojo Rabbit made 1 million. In 55 theaters. It is so, not playing in Elkhart, and it is not playing in South Bend. You know what's funny, though? It's like Unless it did and it isn't anymore. You know what's funny is they put Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood back in theaters just for, like, this past weekend. Mm -hmm. I Why? saw no point in that. And I think It Chapter 2 is still in theaters, but they put, put it back in, like, more theaters, I believe. But, like, what was the point? Mm -hmm. You could have just had, like, The Lighthouse play or... You know, Jojo Rabbit. But, I mean, those movies are going to expand more and more as they go because they're going to be more and more popular. Is there food on my face? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you get a chance to go see those movies, they're all really good. Well, not Countdown. We haven't seen it yet. But it's at, like, 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. They wasted an IMAX spot with that Jesus is King stupid Kanye West movie-type movie CD thing. So I think that's about all the news I got for the week and releases and box office. We did not post any trailers this week. No. What have you been doing? Me? You were on vacation. I was trying. I was trying. I never <laughs> got to sleep in even. How many days did you sleep in? None. Well, I mean, compared to when I have to go to work, I slept in, but not slept in, slept in. Okay, well, we didn't post the trailer for it. But they did, like, another Antlers trailer? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, well, I asked you if I should post it again. I thought you did. I asked you. I didn't post it. Though. Fail. You failed. What else is new? But uh, it, it's, it's pretty much like the same previous trailer that they have, except... Have, did we talk about it on here in the first one? I think I'm we, sure we, we did, because it was... Uh, we Remember we saw it at the Ready or Not movie, and it said it would be out in, like, February. But Not apparently it got pushed to... April 17th, 2020. I have a feeling this is going to play South by Southwest. It looks really good. It stars Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons. And, a and the kid's fucking creepy. And Another he, one of those damn kids. He's like sheltering the, the dad that's probably been like resurrected from the dead type look. And type look. all I got to say is fuck them kids. <laughs> 
fuck them He's taking care of the... I know, but like... The guy. <laughs> um, I, I, while you were making dinner, I was watching the Bloodshot trailer. When was I making dinner? Or when we were... You were doing something, but I, was, I watched the Bloodshot trailer with Vin Diesel in it. And? Um, no. What? <laughs> I don't like Vin Diesel. Oh. It's not very nice. Well, you know... You like him when he's Groot. It's because you don't have to look at him or hear him really say anything besides, I'm Groot, mm. and that's it. What about Pitch Black? No. Yeah. No. All the Fast and Furious, he's so insufferable and so dumb. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Hmm. Dominic Toretto. His name's Dom. Okay. Whatever. But he's basically like a super soldier in this movie. Like he dies, and they like resurrect him and make all his like his blood cells all all these like uh, like insect looking th- looking creatures, and they just like put them back together. There's like a clip of him getting shot in the face, and it just morphs back into his original face. That's going to be out like February 21st, 2020. I mean, I guess if there's an AMC subs pass that I can use, I guess I'll throw it at that. And then I think that's it for trailers. I mean, we talked about a couple other things prior to doing this. There was like that Helen Hunt trailer I told you we should probably watch. It's called I See You. I know it played the Cleveland Film Festival. And Helen Hunt, you thought, was in Glass House. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, you know, I was also, you know who else I got confused is C- Carrie from the Antlers movie. Carrie I Russell? I her confused with the girl from Urban Legend who also has really curly hair. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Why did Urban Legend get such bad reviews? Because it wasn't good? Yeah, but I like that part where she's in the car and... And this turnaround song is on, and the guy is behind her. Is it the turnaround every now and then? Like the stepbrother from Step Brothers? Oh, but you don't want. No, it's from uh, Old School. No, it's a fucking real song. I know it's a real song. <laughs> You've never seen Old School? Yes, I have. I don't like it. I don't like this. What, what was that? <laughs> you just put your armpits, your hands in your armpits. Oh, that's super sad. Oh my god. <laughs> Same thing. I hate those fucking movies. I hate all of them. I don't like comedy. It's not funny. Then how do you watch horror comedies? That's different. Horror comedies are great. I like Name funny five. violence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cooties. One. <laughs> You're just doing finger guns no, every right uh, now. Zombievers. What's the one with the two guys? Zombievers? Yeah. Is that what you said? What's say? the one with the two guys? It's like my favorite horror comedy and I can't That's not helping. They shoot. They're like in the woods. <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus Evil. How many do I have to name? Five. <laughs> um, uh, Little Monsters. This is like, oh, you like that band? Name five songs? <laughs> yeah, but, okay. And <laughs> Zombieland. That's five. But there's more. I really like horror comedies. Horror black comedies too, but I don't like comedy comedies because they're just a horror terrible. black comedy. What's a horror black, black com- comedy? <laughs> like dark comedy, mm-hmm. kind of like Come to Daddy. I don't know. I haven't fucking seen. Oh, that what up now? <laughs> oh, you're a loser. 
<laughs> All right. What do you want to start with first? Wounds. So. You, do you want to work your way from worst to best? Wounds left me wounded as fuck. Oh, man. You want to talk about taking a great cast and fucking the whole thing up? Well, so we were really excited about this because the director's previous film was Under the Shadow. Yeah. And that movie was fucking really good. So Babak. if you haven't seen that, see Babak that. Because Bari? that's still. Is it still on Netflix? I, I think so. It's Or it's on some. Isn't it on Shudder? It's on something still. Um. But yeah, this one, first of all, you I got, love Army you got Hammer, Army Hammer, and I hated him in this movie, so obviously he probably did a good job, because he was supposed to be a shithead. I think they were all shitheads in this movie. I man, I don't even know. Yeah, it was supposed to be one of those like moral movies where like this happens to you if you're a shitty person type thing, but it was just so... For the record, Under the Shadow is on Netflix. Yes, you should watch it. Still? That's great. This... It's not great. I mean, it, you got Dakota Johnson, who plays his girlfriend. girlfriend. You got Zazie Beetz, who plays... His ex-girlfriend. No, did they date? I think so. I thought they were just, I like... They, I thought they were just, like, interested. Like, he... Like, Army Hammer was, like, pursuing her. He's a cunt in this movie. Army Hammer? Yeah. I love Army Hammer, but he just was so... Cringy. Yeah, he was, like, the creepy douchebag guy. Ew, yes. So, basically, like, Army Hammer is... He works at a bar. He's he has a girlfriend. His girlfriend, played by Dakota Johnson, who I forget what her occupation was, but she's a real bitch about it, too. Is she? Yeah. Like, well, he cheated on her before, so she doesn't trust him at all. I don't know what she is. I forgot which. I, I don't think it's really important. Um, and then Zazie B. Oh, she's a writer. Yeah, she, yes, she was. She was. She's writing on the computer. Yeah. Something about, but maybe it was about psychology, though. It was. But Zazie Beats plays... Unimportant. A girl that frequents the bar. Her name's Alicia. Yeah, and she's got her boyfriend, Jeffrey. He's a dork. He's a douchebag as well. Basically, everybody <laughs> in this movie was so insufferable. Yeah, Like, you could not like any character. I hated every character. So... Except the cockroaches. <laughs> and those look bad, too. Right, so she... I think, you know... So they, ba Well, so basically, like, you know... Uh, Zazie Beat's character and Jeffrey's character they come into the bar and there's like the, these big burly dudes that are playing drinking beer playing pool but the one guy frequents the bar too he lives above the bar yeah um, Eric yeah and so that, that scene was cool he gets his like cheeks slashed open by a beer bottle because there was a bar fight yeah and I'm like oh, okay this movie's gonna be cool and then like because these kids before the bar fight happens these kids walk into the bar and you know, they just totally look under 21, and Army Ham is just like, I don't, oh, well, I don't really yeah. care. <laughs> and then the bar fight happens, Eric gets his face cut, and then he's like, oh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, because they're like, should we call you an ambulance? And he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. So after all this happens, the kids leave, and the bar empties out, and a phone gets left behind. And it looks like one of the kid teenagers he thinks. Yeah. Well, it is. And then it pretty much just goes downhill from there. Both, well, both storyline and movie-wise. The director tried his shot at, like, doing body horror, and it just wasn't good. Like, I don't know. Like, this kind of, like, had a, had a like, <clears throat> ring rings vibe. Because, you know, like, you know, they're, they're watching the, the tape. That's the only part, though. Well, yeah, but they're watching the tape. And the, that image appears at, like, the, the tunnel. The mm -hmm. wound. The wound. 
and then like on rings you know you watch the tape and it's just that picture of the well and it's like it, it like kind of kind of does like this hypnosis thing to people well yeah but no one else was looking at it besides her yeah and then she like pissed herself she was like out but what i don't understand what that even had to do with like the phone and the videos on the phone and yeah because there was a cockroaches like one of the pictures on the phone was blood and teeth on the ground and then there was another picture wasn't decapitated it? Head. yeah decapitation and a video yeah and there was a lot of things that just didn't connect at all right and then so army hammer's just going crazy because you know he's dealing with um he's dealing with carrie who is uh watching watching the video <laughs> oblivious to everything she's like sick yeah she looks awful and then I think I texted you about this because uh, I told you I watched half of it and then I finished it last night mm-hmm. and I was just like, what a waste of time. Yes. And then there was the part where like they're sitting at the the table and he's just like, I don't think we should be together anymore. And, and she's, she's like, okay. She's like, okay. And he's like, that's it? <laughs> that's it? And I'm like, when did this turn into a drama? Dakota Johnson's good in Peanut Butter Falcon though. I think it's just because that movie's good. I didn't part. like her in this movie, or... Oh, God. I don't like... I didn't like anybody in this movie. <laughs> like... Yeah. And then the end. Yeah, what the fuck? The fuck was the end? I will say the one part I did like about this movie was, like, kind of like the eerie type... Not, like, music, but, like, the... Well, I, it should have been more suspenseful, I think. It was just like, oh, there's a cockroach. Oh, there's a cockroach. Oh, a new text message from the creepy phone. Like, but nothing was ever really happening. So... We're going to spoil it because we're just going to help you not watch it. I mean, if you want to watch it, if you want to watch it, go ahead and waste 90 minutes. But Army Hammer goes up to check on Eric because everybody keeps asking him about it and he keeps getting pissed off. He's he's just like, he loses his job. He loses his girlfriend. He loses Zazie Beetz as a friend and hook up or whatever because... You remember they go into the park? Yeah, but they weren't hooking up. And he tried. And she was like, get the fuck off yeah. me. And so, like, he, he was, was friends with Jeffrey, me. too. Uh, and he was, like, trying to fight him in the bar. Right, so it basically starts out with he has a job, he has a girlfriend, he has friends, and he loses all that shit because he's a douchebag. What's the moral of the story here? Don't if, be a douchebag. If, it, if it's not your phone, don't pick it up. <laughs> no, don't be a douchebag. So then, like, the ending is with with will going to check on eric and then all it is is he like hovers with his mouth over the dude's open cheek wound and like the face comes out of it into his mouth and then like cockroaches cover the screen and you're like i don't even know what i just saw or why because the reason well the reason why besides him going up there to check on if he's all right he also needs a place to stay right and he's like no get out yeah he's like you need to leave and this movie had potential it also is it also sucked because like they were in New Orleans and like they didn't use that at all to their benefit. Like there's no New Orleansness about it. You can see like from besides the, the cockroaches from, from some of the streets. Yeah, but not really. Other than that, no. Like this movie, I think I gave a one <laughs> out of five. It was not good, and I'm no. so sad. I mean, I, I'm I think I put in my review on Letterboxd. I'm glad I, I didn't pay to see this at Sundance. <laughs> How mad do you think people at Cannes were when this played at the director's fortnight? 
Maybe they liked it. Uh, sometimes they it's do different. like some weird shit in Europe. I just mean sometimes the experience is different when you're with like an audience. I mean, it's sitting at a two on Letterbox. <laughs> I think it's still at a fifty-four on Rotten Tomatoes, but. You wasted Army Hammer, you wasted Dakota Johnson, and you... Because this was his American debut. Right. And with how much success Under the Shadow was, this just failed miserably. But I, I hope he does try to do another movie with an American cast, and it does better. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope this doesn't dampen his career. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be that one little check mark on there that's like, bad movie, skip it. It's on Hulu if you want to watch it, but I would recommend not watching it. I, don't, I mean, I think uh, it to people that uh, get grossed out by bugs easily or like get creeped out easily, like maybe that would be good for them. But like, it just wasn't scary either. I don't know. It, it didn't make sense. Like, you see the eyeball pop up like twice. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was and why suddenly he needed to suck it out of the dude's face. I think if you were there for, like, if, if there was a and a maybe you would understand a little bit more of it, really? but that, it's kind of like what I had to do with the uh, 20th century, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. There was I, just stuff and then more stuff, but they didn't connect in any way. I think if he, he needs a redo with this one, like, do it again, but, like, change it. Like, like the second half of the movie. Because I thought, you know, like, the bar part, the fight... And then the dude getting caught and yeah. the phone being left like, behind oh, was like be cool. But then it never comes. You're like, yeah. Even the cockroaches part, like infesting everything was alright with me. So what a bummer. Yeah. What do you want to talk about next? Um, what do you want to talk about next? Uh why don't you talk about the prince real fast? Okay. Since we you you posted that review. Did I? Yeah. So this is part of the Chicago Film Fest. Yeah, we saw this at the... Well, we didn't see it at the fest. I, we were lazy and you got a screener for it. Yeah. Well, it was... Well, he kept... I think... Yeah, anyway. So this is a 2019 Chilean directorial debut by Sebastian Munoz, who is, like, a renowned art director and has worked on, like, tons of Chilean productions, I guess. Um, but it's an adaption of the novel written by Mario Cruz in the early 70s. And... The film was like a super erotic. Homo erotic? Yeah. Because was it an all male prison? Yeah. So so the film is set in in the 1970 in a prison cell in like San Bernardo, and it's like right before um, that Salvador Allende was elected president. But yeah, it deals a lot with like the homosexual awakening of the main character named Jamie, and he. Um, like the it, the movie opens up with like a close up of a slit throat, and then you soon find out that the main character has like is the one that committed the murder, and that's why he's in prison. And um, uh, through the flashbacks, you realize that he committed the murder. It was like he killed this guy because it was somebody that he was like sexually attracted to, and back then, it was like, you know, unheard of. Like he was having this like. He was having forbidden sexual attractions to this man. So he, like, angrily, like, killed him. But I think it was also a bit out of jealousy because he, like, was dancing with another man. But anyway, so he goes to this prison thinking, you know, his sexuality is going to be sort of, like, you know, 
a big a big stigma but like the whole prison is only men and they're like it seems like they're all gay like there's so many dicks in this movie an insane amount of dicks is it got more dicks than patrick how many dicks did you see at least 10 okay i think patrick has it beat like there was just like a scene where they were rolling in around in the mud naked and their dicks were flinging around there was the picture there was a scene where he's masturbating like full-on just showing his big dick and there's like you know so he gets like he immediately gets sort of taken in by like this older man in the cell who has like more respect and he like has sex with him like the first night like and you it's a little bit like he doesn't say no but it's weird and it's a little rapey yeah and then he but then they they i think they you know they they form a relationship and they kind of fall in love and whatnot and there's another couple in the cell who are like younger and are all like all up on each other and they like want him to also like have sex with him so is this like the platform but with sex like you work your way up the chain no no one's working their way up (laughs) there's just you know it's 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 all about the loyalties that you and affections that you know you grow in prison with certain people you know what i mean because there was he the one the those prisoners had a cat and they randomly had a cat they had a pet cat. Well, the jail wasn't, like, normal prisons, I don't think, you know, back then. Like, they were able to shop. Like, he was able to have a guitar and that kind of stuff. Oh. Yeah, and, like, they had, like, normal clothes. They didn't have, like, prison uniforms Like, or the platform, anything. they got to bring one item. <laughs> no, the cat was, like, Someone a Someone brought a cat. <laughs> so, anyway, one day, the cat is hung outside their, their prison cell, cell, and the guy thinks, like, you know, the guy from the other couple did it. So, they fight, and they, like, kill each other. They both die. And it's really fucking sad at the end, actually. And it and actually, that wasn't the guy who killed the cat either. Oh. So, but yeah. So basically, it was just about his um, like sexual awakening that happened in prison once he had committed the murder outside of prison for so, so, the same reasons. So basically. you wouldn't really classify this as a horror film, more like a it's a, just a, a, a erotic genre prison movie. Yeah, like because it was dark and violent, but. Um, yeah, but it was just, you know, it was about... And, and, you know, his imprisonment was instrumental in, like, his sexuality blaspheming, so it was What sad. was he in prison for? For murdering the guy. At the beginning. He slit his throat. Um, but, yeah, the director said that he, like, came upon this novel in a secondhand bookstore, and he didn't really, like, expect that there would be much behind it. He thought it was just, like, a cheap, erotic novel. Um, but he discovered that it was an amazing portrait of 1970s chilean society so he wanted to bring it to the big screen so he did and it uh it world premiered in the critics week section at venice international film fest and it won the prestigious queer lion prize and then it screened again this weekend um saturday and today yeah hopefully some people went and saw it because it was a good movie there was just so many dicks so many dicks I think Patrick screened today, so if you would have saw Patrick and the Prince back-to-back, you would have seen so many penises. Yeah. Interesting. Um, You probably won't see the light of day in the United States outside of Mm -hmm. festivals, which... Is sad for lots of movies. But that's what our voices are for. Because there's some good foreign films out there that a lot of people have not heard of, like... When I was at Fantastic Fest, Dogs Don't Wear Pants was critically acclaimed out of cans. It still hasn't been picked up yet. And it was really good. And Patrick, with all the dicks and the, the ha- missing hammer, I didn't care for it, but a lot of people liked it because 
It was kind of like this dark comedy. Basically, all the dick guy, the guy does is lose his hammer, and he's trying to look for it, and then there's like embezzling of money and dicks, and then D- a, dicks. a murder, some more embezzling of money, and then more dicks, and then a murder, because <laughs> it happens in a nudist colony. Mm. So, um, you want to do nice out now, or do you want me to talk do about the two? that I saw. Yeah, since we're on the Chicago Film Fest. Well, Knives Out was a part of the Chicago Film Fest. Oh, yeah, that's right, my bad. We'll do it last, though. (laughs) So I'll talk about the 20th century, which was very, very strange. This premiered at the Toronto Film Fest under the Midnight Madness program. It was directed by Matthew Rankin. (laughs) It it was basically about this prime minister who... uh, he, he, He... It was like a 19th century type piece because it was uh i think it was from like 1899 but this movie is getting really good reviews isn't it the 20th century yeah yeah it's at like a 90 percent on rotten tomatoes out of how many people um 10 <laughs> but still interesting who was the one person that didn't like it armand white <laughs> fucking asshole but this is just what a super super strange historical satire about Canada. Yeah, because uh, it's it's a biopic of Mackenzie King, the Prime Minister of Canada, who actually wasn't really the Prime Minister at first, and he kind of got into. He was like the runner-up, and then if the the guy that was in office above him, like, because he you know he's second place, and the guy oh, above in him. Office. I thought you meant in the show. The office. No 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 no. <laughs> But this, this is, he was uh, the leader of the Liberal Party from 1919 to 1948. And this was just, like, super bizarre. Because it was so low budget. And it had a lot of humor to it in the beginning. Because it's, it's, it's not like your normal bio, biopic movies where, you know, it's all, like, real scenery. This is, like, literally... Yeah, from, like, the poster or, like, the picture they had for the fest, I thought it was, like, animated. It's not no, it's not anime. It's kind of like, kind of like a warehouse, and it's just like. They had to build their sets, so every time they had to do a different shot, they had to change the set. So. Is this movie for everybody? No. If you like weird shit on Adult Swim at three in the morning, yeah, I would I would watch it. But. It was very weird how. He explained this story, and I actually had to watch the Q and A to find some stuff out from Toronto. Because you can go on YouTube and go to TIFF Talk and look at everybody's Q&A for any, like, directors and guests that were there. And I rewatched the Lighthouse one with a stupid guy. Didn't answer, ask a question. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so annoying. Uh, do you hear me yell back here? Yes. I So I went to the bathroom and I heard you say, yeah, back here. And I was like, oh, good. That guy's finally going to get his question asked. And I came back and you said he didn't even fucking ask a question. Nope. So Mackenzie King was a bachelor his whole life. He really in the movie he didn't really have like a He was a lonely bitch his whole life. He didn't really have like any love interests other than this nurse that would take care of his mom. Cuz uh in the Q&A that I watched, he a lot of the characters in that movie were true to the the real life story. So the nurse that he kind of hooked up with But how is this a genre film? I don't really know, honestly. It played Midnight Madness, so I figured I would talk about it briefly. <laughs> he likes to do weird... 
seances hmm. and dealing with spirits. Like he's been known to communicate with Leonardo da Vinci, <laughs> Wilfred Laurer, his dead mother. Okay, so speaking of dead that, dogs, when is Extraordinary coming out? I really don't know. <sighs> it, there was like contests to become prime minister and some of the the things were ribbon cutting, like who cuts the ribbon the best. Interesting. Uh, seal clubbing, but it wasn't like real seals. It was like kind of like whack-a-mole, mm. and they just had like stuffed animal seals. No, it was just like stuffed animal seals popping out. I would have been like seal clubbing. This is terrible, but obviously <laughs> there there was humor involved in it. Um, leg wrestling. What is that? Where you just lie on your back and you put your leg in the air against the other person and you just, you know, it's just like arm wrestling. Can we do that later? We can try. You mean you can try? Because I'm going to win for sure. Well, okay. <laughs> but this movie was just weird. I gave it a three out of five and would I watch it again? No, but it was all right for what it was. I applaud like how like the landscape was done and just like the creative thought process for everything was. So tell me about Deerskin. You already did, but tell everybody else about Deerskin. Well, I'm going to write up a review for it, and we're going to post it tomorrow. And then I'm going to explain a little bit now if you actually listen to this. Me? No, for, oh. the, for the audience. Of course you're going to listen to it, unless you go upstairs or something. <laughs> or plug your ears. Here, Here's some sound-canceling uh, head, headsets. Oh, there they are! I've been looking for these everywhere. I use them when I read, because people are too loud. Are you putting them on now? No. So, Deerskin. I loved it. The more I thought about it, the more I loved it. <laughs> Why does it sound like you're reading off a piece of paper? No, I'm not. <laughs> Deerskin. I loved it. The more I thought about it, I loved this is, it. Uh, <laughs> this is... This uh, is... Uh, can't talk today. Uh, this is directed by Quentin Depew, who did, also did Rubber. He did Wrong Cops. He did a movie last year that played Fantastic Fest that I missed called Keep an Eye Out. And it has to deal with uh, keeping an eye out. <laughs> pretty much, a police officer at a station must solve a murder case. But his movies are so bizarre. But you've never seen Rubber, correct? Yeah, Rubber, where the tire killed people. Yeah, but this this is a a man becomes obsessed with a designer deerskin jacket of his dreams, <laughs> and he it, it just it it just goes off the wall from there, like from start to finish because this movie is only 77 minutes long so if you got an hour and 15 minutes to waste I would watch Deerskin whenever it becomes available but this stars Jean Dujardin I'm trying to say these things as French <laughs> as possible he was the main character in the silent film The Artist that won some Oscars in 2011 and it also stars Adele Hanal who was in Portrait of a Lady on Fire so it's, it's kind of like, you, I, I told you earlier, it was one of those movies where you look into the cast and you're like, oh, you've done these great movies? How did you get into doing this? But it starts off by um, George's character, played by Jean Dujardin. He has this coat, <laughs> just like a regular looking jacket. He goes to, he's just like looking in, he's filling up his gas tank, he's looking in the just like the reflection of the car window and he's like disgusted and then he just goes and tries to flush the jacket down the toilet <laughs> obviously just overflowing the toilet immensely 
and then he gets in contact with someone about a deerskin jacket with the little fringes on them, <laughs> and he buys it for 7,500 euros, which is a lot of money. So, as time progresses, he, uh, but also when he bought the jacket, the dude threw in a camcorder, oh. which is really random. Yeah. So he goes back to his hotel that he's staying in because he's separated from his wife. Mm -hmm. And he he puts on this deerskin jacket and it like talks to him. But it's like him talking to himself. But every time he would talk, like the deerskin jacket would talk, it would be him talking in like a deeper voice. So it would be like, hmm, what am I going to do today? And it'd So be he like, was schizophrenic. He'd be like, well, let's go get some more jackets. You know, something like that. So he would always try to get jackets off of people because he wanted to be the only person in the world with a jacket. I read that you had to have a strong stomach to watch this too. Why is that? From what? I don't know. There's nothing gross Nothing in it. gross happens in it. I don't know then. Not that I know. Who wrote that? Oh, uh, I don't know. Random people on the internet that are just stupid. But he's also filming like a movie type thing and he visits this local bar where he meets Adele's character and she becomes interested in you know what he's doing because other than working a dead-end bar job she is like oh well I used to be an editor so he would give her the tapes but he also conned a bunch of money off of her because he was broke from buying the deerskin jacket for 7500 euros so she gets involved not romantically, but just as like a partner. And he would always be like, well, I need more money so I can go give... Because what he would do is he would videotape people, ask them for their jacket, and then give them like 20 euros. And he'd be like, thanks, and just throw them in the trunk. But there isn't eventually like terror involved at the end? Yeah, but I don't really want to give away too much of that. Okay. It, you know, it's kind of like rubber. You know, it's just something bizarre, and, like, it just gets bloody. Right. So then he's just trying to accumulate all these jackets, so he only has the only jacket in the world. And then he also got a deerskin hat, kind of like an Indiana Jones hat. Adele ended up buying <laughs> him deerskin pants. He ended up getting deerskin gloves and boots. So he had, like, this whole outfit of deerskin on him. And it would talk to him. And then, obviously, he, he uh, things get a little bit wild. And as he's trying to get more jackets, he becomes more intimidating to people. And things don't really go as planned. I think that's about all I want to get into for Deerskin. Okay. Do you want to talk about Knives Out, or do you want to let Donut talk about Maleficent? We'll finish out with Knives Out, and then we'll talk... We'll finish the episode with Maleficent. Okay. Knives Out. Great movie. Seen it twice. <laughs> directed by Ryan Johnson, who gets so much hate for The Last Jedi. But he's also directed good movies like Brick and well, Looper. Well, we haven't seen any of those, so probably that's the best one. What? The Last Jedi. Critics loved it, but audience hated it. I think stupid audiences hate it. Well, stupid audiences watch Star Wars. We don't watch Star Wars, so we don't know. Just Except for the first us. three. I watched the first three. But this has an all-star cast to it. 
an insane cast that gave me a straight up boner immediately after seeing the trailer. So you got Chris Evans, Christopher Plummer, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Tony Collette, Jamie Lee Curtis, Anna Dia Mars, Jaden Martell, Lakeith Stanfeld, I love him. Daniel Craig, and I feel like I'm forgetting someone. That was actually my only at all, like, not even bad thing about it, was that I feel like they could have... Michael Shannon. His Stanfield's character could have been in it more. Catherine Langford. Because he was the only person of color. That's that's all the big name characters. Ricky Lindholm, who played uh, the old grandma. She was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So... We're not going to dive too much into this because it kind of gets spoiled early, I guess you could say. Not really. I I thought it did, but... I mean, so the person who is involved in his death gets revealed early, but there's different twists to begin, like, after that. Like, that wasn't supposed to be the... Yeah. Yeah. But it starts out, um, Christopher Plummer... Having his 85th birthday party. His name is Harlan Thromby, okay? In the movie. Harlan Thromby. Yes, Mr. Thromby. Mr. Thromby. He's a renowned mystery novelist, so he's super famous, rich, I mean. They live in this big Victorian mansion. Basically takes care of all of his family's Yeah, I think they, like, all live there. Do they all live there? Well, Tony Collette and Jamie Lee Curtis both live there, and Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis' husband lives there. Don Johnson, who is basically a piece of shit. Don Johnson. But yeah, so yeah, they're having his 85th birthday party. The next day, like, he has is found dead, but his throat is slit, so that it's apparently a suicide, but they're all super shocked because they don't think he would ever do that. And, um, but again, they're also all very eager to claim his inheritance because they all are fucking feeling entitled to it. But then uh, Daniel Craig's character shows up, too, like, with the cops behind him. He just keeps, like, dinging on the piano. Benoit Blanc. Um, Lakeith Stanfeld's character, he plays the... Cop. The local cop. One of the detectives. Yeah. And he's asking everybody, he's interviewing everybody about their whereabouts, (laughs) what they were, what was going, like, who they see, any clues, any information. So, I really, in this movie, I really love Benoit Blanc and his southern fried accent. Southern fried. (laughs) Like, Daniel Craig should get an Oscar nomination for this movie, honestly. Because he was so good in it. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, so, like, he comes in, and he's been hired anonymously. They don't know who hired him. And um, he and they're like, oh, you're... F-. Like, he's famous. But they, I mean, it quickly realized that he's, like, not that good at his job. <laughs> and, um, and also, we quickly find out that, like, literally everybody in the family, like, has secrets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. Well, this movie has a lot to deal with class, and it touches on, like, the immigration policies, and because, like, Don Johnson and Jamie Lee Curtis's character, um, I, w- I would consider them more of, a, like, a conservative party, and then, like, Tony Collette is, like, this free-spirited liberal, liberal if you want to say, because she's, like, a influencer-slash-entrepreneur. <laughs> um, Anna D'Almars... De- De- is the immigrant. Well, she, and she's Harlan's nurse. She was Harlan's nurse, so she also, you know, is asked questions, and that's through her character is how you see, 
like the privileges and like the prejudices from their family because they all act like they really love her you know but but it's like an ongoing joke throughout like they keep saying like oh she's from guatemala oh she's from like some other like Uruguay. south america yeah where was she from brazil yeah i forget where they said and, she was. and they were all like um we all we i really wanted you to be at the funeral but i was outvoted but they all say that so like clearly none of them actually wanted her there no and then there's like that one part where they're all in the uh i guess you would call it the living room and it's like don johnson Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, and they were talking about, and Tony Collette's like, they're putting kids in cages. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's ask. Yeah. Let's ask her about how yeah. she feels, and everybody's just like, what? No, no, this is yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah the commentary on Im- immigration was super effective, and also like the the hypocrisy of the wealthy and. Chris Evans plays a douche. Chris Evans is a douche, but I liked him. He's funny. Eat shit. Um, but yeah, this also, but, um, I didn't realize this, but you can take anybody to see this. This is like a family movie, I think. Even though it was rated R, you could still take... Was it, it rated R? I think it is. You can still take the whole family for Thanksgiving. They're having early screenings starting the 22nd of November. We already posted a review on this. It's great. It's I mean, a very, um, spoiler-free review, because we didn't want to spoil it. No, because it's it's just a whodunit. Sometimes we like to spoil things, but not this. It's a whodunit movie, and... It's, uh, yeah, it's a whodunit movie, which I love, but it also is, like, you know... Better it, than the Orient, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, I, I didn't see that, but it, that got terrible reviews. No, this is rated PG-13. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought there was some F-bombs in there that made it not able to be PG-13. It's PG thirteen. Well, there's no, yeah, there's really no blood. Nope. There's just the one slit throat scene, and it doesn't like show it, show it. Yeah. Fun for the whole family of a who done it. It is very fun. Um. Uh. In the also, Q- Jada Martell plays a little like neo Nazi loser ass motherfucker. What, what do you say, <laughs> liberal snowflake? Yeah. There's another part. I don't. Don't I'm say not, it. Not allowed to say it. <laughs> not gonna say it. It's kind of funny, but. I, I didn't want to laugh at it, but it's just funny how the banter back and forth of everybody calling everybody names. You know, because, uh, was it, Catherine Langford's character says something to him, and she, she just goes, you're a liberal snowflake. <laughs> I just find it so funny, just coming from him. Uh, but yeah, that'll be out November 27th. Like I said, there's early screenings of it for November 22nd. I uh, mean, and it technically comes out Wednesday, the day before. Like, there's the night showings, you know. And you got Thanksgiving coming, so take the whole family if you're not seeing Frozen or A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah, it's really good. Well, Ryan Johnson said in the Q&A that, like, this movie's based off of, like, uh, influenced by, like, Murder on the Orient Express and Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, they put Murder, She Wrote in it. The the family was watching on the TV in Spanish, remember? Yeah. So cute. Uh, probably one of my top three movies, genre movies of the year, I would say. Because you got like Parasite, Lighthouse, and this. And after Doctor Sleep, we really don't have much horror films to watch for the rest of the year. So I guess we get to catch up on all the Oscar bait. And Frozen (laughs) 2. That is Oscar bait. Frozen 3, Elsa gets a girlfriend. Says who? I fucking told you this. It's a a thing. Is it a real article? It's a real thing, yes. It's not clickhole? No, or something like that. That's like just something to get people to click on. Is Disney planning on giving Elsa a girlfriend in Frozen 3? No. <laughs> With Elsa becoming an inspiration for the LGBTQ community, fans were hoping that Disney would give her a girlfriend in the highly anticipated sequel. Unfortunately, that is not going to happen as the movie will not feature leverage for the Snow Queen, but 
will Disney introduce Elsa's girlfriend in Frozen 3? According to We Got This Covered, Disney is waiting to give Elsa a girlfriend until the third movie because they think the sequel is too soon. The studio thought that that some areas of the world would ban the film if they introduced a love interest for Elsa, so they pushed it back to the next project. So, just because those kids are... When did Frozen come out? 2016? The first one? Yeah. I feel like it was before that. But, what are they going to do? Push it a few years so that those kids understand? I don't know. I don't get why it's such a big deal. Elsa is clearly needs a girlfriend. <laughs> 2013. Like a, a black-haired girlfriend. 2013. I told you it was a long time ago. The real Frozen movie that's good? 2010. Adam Green. Double compound fractures. All right. Should we call Donna over to talk about Maleficent, Mistress of Evil? Well, we'll talk about it, and then we'll get, like, her opinion. How's that? But she should come talk about it. So, we saw Maleficent, Mistress of Evil today. I, never I have seen never seen the first, the first one. one. But it's Disney, and it just makes me miss Disney World. <laughs> the kids in the theater were absolutely pieces of shit, and I wanted to knock them you out. You want to talk about a real horror story? The kids. The kids. So, stars Angelina Jolie, who is going to be I Can't Wait for the Eternals. So can I say, I never really liked Angelina Jolie, like, ever. Uh, until this movie. Until Maleficent. And she was so fucking beautiful in the first one. And that movie made me cry so hard. Has she done any other movies since Maleficent? <laughs> I don't know. So in the first Male- Maleficent, what was, like, the big deal it was about really that good. one? Is, you know, first of all, she's obviously not bad. She She's, like, a dark fae. And she raises Aurora. And the whole big thing about the first one was that she was the one who awakes Aurora from her sleep, her forever sleep. And that made me cry so hard. So in the second one, that tone um, carries over. But the whole point of the second one is she's supposed to marry Prince Philip and his parents. His dad wants peace between the Moors and the, the creatures of the Moor and their kingdom. And his wife is stabs the evil. Him. Yeah, his wife stabs him with like a, a spindle. With a spindle. So, like the the one that Aurora was cursed with. She hasn't done a movie since Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda Three. Who Angelina Jolie? I don't even know if she was in that. Is she the tiger? Mm, I'm not sure. She has to be the tiger. That's the only girl. I mean. <sighs> No, there's a panda. Tigress, yeah. There yeah, the tigress. <laughs> but yeah, so she's equally as beautiful and great in this movie. So is Elle Fanning. I love her. I like I'm her in better. The corner, yeah, I like her better. Watching you kiss her. I do. Oh. oh yeah, this is a uh, final cut karaoke. I thought we said that at the beginning of the show. So yeah, we really like Elle Fanning in like more of the indie I'm movies, kidding. but I love her in this movie. These movies. So yeah. Maleficent meets a whole, th- a whole pack of a whole Maleficent. pack of dark, okay. dark. Well, first things. of all, um, her well, the queen's assistant shoots her with a silver bullet, iron, whatever, iron bullet. These aren't werewolves. And and she falls into the water, and then another fae comes and rescues yeah, and her and takes her back to see where they have this like underground. Well, the way that it starts out, it's. There's these poachers looking for fairies to bring back to mm-hmm. the queen because she's using them to try to find a way to kill kill the, and all the creatures. Maleficent does something to two of them. Well, 
No, we don't we don't see that it's Maleficent. We assume that it's Maleficent, but it was actually one of the other Dark Fays. Because there, oh. there's been villagers going missing by the Dark Fays, and there's been fairies going missing by the Queen. Oh, so there's yeah. this constant, like, you know... There's this conflict between the two villages. Right. And the, well, the two kingdoms. Would you call them villages Kingdom. or kingdoms? Kingdoms. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. I mean, th- there's, like, this, this tone like to real life issues, like, between... Yes, I love a good core. kingdom coming together a story. Good I kingdom said that. coming together. <laughs> Two kingdoms coming together. Oh, like we're not coming so together. different after all. Blah blah blah. Coming together. So, the king proposes to El Fanning. Uh, what's her character's name? He's the prince. The prince. Prince Pro- Philip. Prince, prince Philip proposes to Aurora. 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 And she says yes. This has a so there's a different actor playing Prince Philip than there was in the first one. That's that's so he's strange, a better though. actor. Yeah, but he's much hotter and and I feel I'm, he's I'm a kinder. better actor. Yeah, and he, that's probably why he got it. So they like he proposes and everybody wants to have like this big party to meet up and have a wedding. And, and there's issues yeah. because Michelle Pfeiffer is a fucking bitch in this. Dude, movie. Dude, I think she's a bitch in every movie. You remember how much of a um, bitch she was in Mother? She actually turns. Yes. She actually kind of turns the wedding into a war, which it wasn't even supposed to be a wedding. So, well, it starts off by the uh, the king and queen invite Aurora and Maleficent to dinner, and basically the queen is like kind of like poking at oh yeah, Maleficent. egging her on the whole time mm-hmm. to like try to get her to explode, which she, she does, and she's just trying to be civil. Like Aurora's just like just be civil, just small talk. And then the Raven guy, I forget his name. I don't even know what his like name is. Like the sidekick. Yeah. It's like Theo, it's a... Uh... Okay, but anyways, um, later into it she like bursts and like the queen hides behind the king and is like, I'm scared. But then like while she's, she's doing that, she like, stabs him. I'm scared. And while she's doing that, she stabs him with the spindle. Well, you don't see that. Yeah, but you, then... You see, you but, see basically... I the, saw it. Well, but later in it, small, it was very small children crazy. that were running around the theater being obnoxious probably just saw like this quote unquote spell being casted upon. But later the in king. it, Aurora like. <laughs> so, after he's put to sleep, basically like this is kind of like what starts the war, mm-hmm. and then. You know. Well, she is purposely. She's clearly been trying, trying to start a war. She's trying wow. to get something to. For her to be able to start a war, you know, like, like to have a reason to. Like, from the very beginning of it, you know that she's bad. Well, duh. <laughs> it's Michelle Pfeiffer. She always plays the bad guy. I, I swear like. she does. But also, also in the beginning of it, she, like, goes into her dressing room and turns the, the heads of one of the Diemel. mannequins. Oh, okay. And, like, she goes into, like, a secret layer. So Sam Riley's character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she has, like, this hidden headquarters where all these people are making, like, the iron, the, the iron bullets. And then there's, like... Because the, the king was like, I don't want weapons here, you know, type oh, thing. what a terrible place. And there's, like, a guy <laughs> down there that, like, examines on, like, a bunch of fairies, and he's the person who, like, has all of the fairies that are... He was a pixie, missing. and she had stolen his wings and made him made her work for him. Well, you don't find that out until the end, but... That's sad. I was hoping that he would get his wings at the end back, yeah, but he too. doesn't. He should have just drank a Red Bull. But... Basically, like, they still want this whole wedding to go on, even though the king is asleep. And also Maleficent, or not Maleficent, Aurora is, you know, having second thoughts. She's like, all this jewelry, these fancy dresses, like, it's just not me. And Prince Philip is like, well, I fell in love with the girl from the Moors, and I don't want you to change. And I was like, meh. 
That's exactly what, what how. That? That's exactly <laughs> how you sounded in the movie theater. I was sitting next I to me. I cried so many Man. damn times during this movie. Ugh. And it's just a kids movie. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's clearly not, Ruby. It came from an I. Yeah, my kids movie. Me, a kid. So, after this whole, it's not really a civil war. It's more like a. Oh, just Between a war in general. So this war that they have, like they they kind of disguise it at first because they invite everybody from the Moor vi- village to come like to the into wedding. Into the little chapel thing. Yeah. But none of the humans are allowed to sit in there, and you're like, oh, okay, like this is obviously an ambush. They're being. You knew once that. Yeah. You knew you knew the second from that they invited them to the wedding that it was going to be a trap. And once all of, like, the magic creatures go in there and, like, sit down, they, like, shut the doors and block them so no one can get out or in. Because there were, there were some, some of, like, the soldiers that they had, they went to the Moor village to grab those flowers. Um, the magic flowers. The magic flowers. So the flowers were where they buried their dead, the phased did. So they had, like, magical qualities in the pollen of them. And that then, would kill them. Yeah, and they would take that and they when would, they they would put the them iron. in, like, these, like... Uh, like pumpkin like looking things and then as when they invited all of the uh more villagers into the chapel basically when that one when the girl was playing the organ it would shoot out yeah this, there, this there red was a dust. certain key with like pattern on it and when you tapped it du- like the dust would like shoot out and, and then everything would turn into just what just nature yeah i guess into like tree creatures like, like everything was just kind of like stand still so Aurora finally figures out that the king was stabbed by his own wife. Mm-hmm. What a fucking bitch. <laughs> but uh, once she does that, then, you know, you have, like, the prince who's trying to get everybody to stop fighting. Yeah, her prince, the prince is like his father. He's like, you know, there won't be any fey blood on my hands, he says. And that, in turn, makes that fey who he says that to not want more either. Because that fey was hellbent on, like, attacking the humans, and that changed his mind about it. And his mom's like, I don't get why you're like your father, basically. His mom is like, my my father was a weak king, I married a weak king, and I'm not going to have this bullshit, basically. She was a cunt. And she kills Maleficent. Well, mm-hmm. you think. Well, you think she does, and, and Maleficent and turns to dust, and then Aurora's crying she, over no, her. She, so they, stole, they totally stole the Infinity War snap dust away ashes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right? exactly what i thought i was like well i was like that, you snapped their fingers that was not the same i mean there's been other movies like that 30 days of back. night they turn into yeah. dust like that but yeah so, so i just thought it was i thought it was disney come. just stealing disney stuff yeah. they were like we have this leftover ash uh, <laughs> quality we had so so maleficent finally comes back and she's like aurora's like this isn't you i know you and she's like you don't know me but then yeah, the queen, like, tries to shoot her and turn, Maleficent turns to protect her and turns to dust. And Elle Fanning is so good in that moment. She, her acting out the grief was really good. I was fucked up. But what I don't understand <laughs> yeah. is, like, she cries, but then... Her tears, like, hit the ash and, and it, it somehow, it like, makes together. her come back alive, but it's not her. She's a oh, giant fucking but, phoenix. But at what, yeah, because she's a phoenix. Because well, at we one learned, point. Yeah, we learned when um, she we went learned. back to the dark fae community yeah. that they, they, like, are descendants of the phoenix. They had, like, the phoenix skeleton in that, like, amber. And, like, um, Maleficent was the only one left. But that I don't was, understand like, how, like, just just tears alone yeah, like, I don't put really her back know. together. It's like, mm-hmm. so there's. And I have no idea why it There's your plot hole. Because it's just. And why it just turns into a phoenix. Because she ends up turning. Back to herself. And it's normal. 
Yeah, but who cares? I don't care. I mean, totally who cares? That's a whole big plot. It doesn't matter. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. Who's, yes, you whose are. podcast is this? So then... My mom's. And yeah. me. No, Bitch. my mom's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who paid? My mom. I bought all the snacks. Whatever. <laughs> Actually, you, I, I paid $1. You paid for it. a bottle of water. But, you know, as soon as like everybody stops the war, and then... Everybody like, like there's peace and everybody's like everybody reconciles. So there she so Prince Philip is like there is gonna be a wedding blah 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 and Aurora is like not <laughs> only is this going to be a wedding of us two people oh, it's but it's gonna be a, a union of these two kingdoms. That was beautiful. And then so they they're about to get married and she goes up to Maleficent and she's like, "Will you give me away?" And, and I was like, ah! <laughs> "No." But the funny thing is, the Maleficent goes, "Never." And she I was and like, her no. no, no. no. <laughs> and Aurora's like, "No." Like, "Will you walk me down the aisle?" And she's like, "Of course." But yeah, that was a funny part. And cried and cried and cried. And then, oh my gosh! And also, the blue fairy she got hit by the dust, and so when she was walking down the aisle, they were like, "No, it should be pink. No, it should be green." I feel like everything that was in that that cathedral. Can I talk? Was was uh, (laughs) that you know when they shot the red dust on them and everybody like stood still? But I felt like everybody kind of like got frozen and turned back to their normal self, except for that one fairy. No, they didn't all die in there. No. No, you're just wrong about that. I like only three. Uh, okay, but that's, the fairy. That's a okay, so when she okay, listen though. When she's walking down the aisle, um, the two the two fairies are going like back and forth, pink, green, pink, green, and then they turn it blue, and it's like which was a nice like, like you know, nod to the very original film where her her dress keeps going from, from pink to blue. Boot. Sleeping Beauty. Yes. So anyway, whatever. So yeah, you know, the critics give this not that good of a score. It's at like a 53, I think. But the but audience score is so really good. At, I think it's at a 40. It's at that's a 53. That's the first one. No. Yeah, that's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's at a 41. But well, what, is, what the, is the the audience score is like a 95. Yeah, well, I gave it a two and a half. Yeah, see, 95. Two and a half. 95. What, what are you your audience? A 95. Um. <laughs> 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 this was not for me. I'd give it like. I cried harder in this one than the first one, and the first from one. From a one beautiful. to five, I get. I give it ten. You were crying like the girl in Jane, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't making any audible noises. Um, that lady. Going... No, just to you. So you I figured cry. that you would cry during this movie, but. You figured. I cried more than I. She thought cries I on every single movie. When she was no, two, I when she was two, she cried at Beauty and the Beast. Like ugly cried. She was two. Well, I mean, if you're two, wouldn't you just cry in general for being a little bitch? Not me. No, like, <laughs> no. No, my mom tells me this story all the time. I was, like, sobbing after the movie let out, and this old lady was like, oh, honey. And I was like, the beast died. And she's like, no, he turned into a prince. And I was like, but he was a good beast. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first movie theater movie I ever saw, I think. So Disney's going to co- just keep being Disney and make tons of money off of this, no yep. matter what. Even if it, like... It's good. It even, was if, so even if it flops good. in the United States, it's still going to make its it money won't. worldwide. It won't. Why its it? budget was $185 million, and so oh, far it's made okay. $293 million so in the box office. Pretty good. But Disney's going to do Disney things, capitalism, money. You love Disney World. I'm yeah, ready for well, Frozen 3, too. I was like, Frozen 3? <laughs> we haven't even seen Frozen 2. Like, <laughs> we won't cover Frozen 2 on here, but oh. maybe we'll do a spoiler, Knives Out one i don't know okay. depends on what we're doing 
Maybe we could take her on Thanksgiving okay. to see it. I don't see why not. Okay. It's really good. You like mur- it's like the game Clue. Well, since you like being a seventy-year-old like lady watching like Leave the sh- home shopping network or some shit like that, <laughs> you can watch Knives Out because there's nothing bloody or there's uh, just foul there's language. But you hear me say "fuck shit," "damn hell," "bitch," all that stuff. Grubby. Just proving a point here. Well, you don't have to say every single word. You no can. pretzels. That's our episode for Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. But she isn't evil. Yeah, what what a misleading title. It's, she's not evil. They, okay, oh, that that was the whole point also. The queen was the one who had let all the townspeople think that she was evil, spread this story about an evil witch, and see, never gave the truth Because you see her go into her. the town, like, when they... When yeah, and everybody has, like, pitchforks Everybody's, like, yeah. running away. Was, and she was, just, like, screaming. Oh, she's, like, pitchforks. Humans are so funny or something. Okay. I mean, this is, there is anything fine. else to talk about? Don't... Nope, that that's it. Thank you, Thanks, Donut, for joining I don't us. Leave. Well, it's time for bed, isn't it? Like nine o'clock. It's time for me. I'm to not go going to, bed. I have to go back to work. Oh yes. So. Thanks for listening to this episode. Okay, um, thanks, Donut, for showing up. Bye. Doing your part. <laughs> I stumped myself there. So you can find us on social media on Instagram at Final Cut Film Reviews. You can find us on Twitter at Final Cut Right. Our podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Um, next week we're going to do Terminator, Dark Fate. And Doctor um, Sleep. What about Night's uh, Dr. Sleep, we'll probably just see the, pre, the, the screening, and then we'll do spoiler on the next week. What? We'll watch it on the, the 30th, but it doesn't technically come out till the 8th. So on that episode, we'll do full Doctor Sleep. But we could just, like, sum it up next week. Maybe we'll watch some things that we were supposed to. So um, Paradise Hills, we'll watch that. It's got Aquafina, Emma Roberts. And then we'll watch... Maybe we'll watch The Death of Jake Long just for fun. Paradise Hills is that movie you tried to get me to watch before, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, do you have any songs to sing us out to? Bye, 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 <laughs> bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Just bye. another plan, this game for two. Bye, we'll see you next week. You may hate me, but it ain't no lie, baby. Bye, bye, bye.